This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place, and we've been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida for 98 years, started back in 1922. Uh, good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president, and I've been here almost 30 years and the mission has weathered all types of things over its many decades of helping the homeless and needy. Uh, it's gone through the Depression era. It's gone through wars. It's gone through f- tremendous hurricanes. Uh, now we have the coronavirus pandemic we were going through. And just this past week, we had another scare. Where a lot of rain from the Hurricane Etta came through. And it really sh- shook our South Florida communities I live up in Broward. In fact, it was so much rain in our area. We were kind of locked in for two days, don't have a big truck, so we couldn't get through the big puddles and the big water, but it was backed up. Lakes were backed up, and uh, we're just praising the Lord that that people f- remain safe and that there was very, very little damage. You know, things can be replaced. It's sad to see when your home gets wet or when your belongings are destroyed by water. Uh, but those things can always be replaced. Our facilities in Miami and Broward uh, weathered the storm very, very well. We had some damage, some roof leaks we got to take care of, just like everyone else. Uh, but we have homes that we have in our communities that we bought many years ago and continue to seek to buy today uh, that we house our graduates. And then we have our women and children that are fleeing domestic violence and the Girlfriends for Girlfriends mentoring group there have raised funds for women to go into their homes uh, to have safe and affordable housing. And those homes, some of them were very badly damaged where almost a foot of water was up in the rooms. Now, when we go to go for our insurance, you know, like, just like your insurance, there's a high deductible. So we have to weather those costs all on our own. Uh, the people had to be moved out. They had, now that now that it's all dry, they can come back in. But there's a lot of wall damage and a lot of drywall had to be done. And it's just a shame that these homes happen to be in low-lying areas. And so every time it has torrential rains, they always get affected. But this time, with this rain, it was really something. And that's why uh, through all these decades of ups and downs, uh, even with the coronavirus right now and the COVID that has taken place, uh, we rely on our friends in the community. I am so thankful. I've seen it firsthand. I've met so many people that are compassionate and caring. And it's beyond all faith groups. It's beyond political agendas. It's beyond ethnicity. It's just people wanting to help others that are suffering, that are maybe have made some bad choices in life, or maybe have just had bad things come upon them, and they want to see them become successful. And that's what our nation really is, is to, to help people uh, up, you know, bring people up, you know, help people become uh, more successful in life. And we've done, I've been doing that for 30 years here. I've seen so many changed lives today. You're going to hear a testimony from Brenda and what's going on in her life. But you're welcome to come down to any of our centers. We have to do it very precautiously now because of COVID. 
Uh, but you're able to come by and, and actually walk and talk to some of the men and the women that we're serving. And again, I want to say thank you to all of our wonderful donors and supporters and faith partners. Uh, it's been very tough on so many businesses and especially nonprofits because when businesses suffer and the economy suffers, then nonprofits suffer. And that means uh, the causes that are close to our hearts, we just don't have the funds or uncertain of how to give. You know, here at for $2.10, you can provide a wonderful meal. And we still need your help, especially during this Thanksgiving uh, season. Uh, this Thursday is the Give Miami Day. It's sponsored by the Miami Foundation. We're going to have Matthew from the Foundation speak about that today. But this is a day that uh, the, the Foundation, the Miami Foundation, and it's also nationwide on other, other times of the year, uh, really encourage people to, to give to charities. And there'll be tons of charities that will be on their, their website. It's called GiveMiamiDay.org. That's GiveMiamiDay.org. To give to us, you simply go to GiveMiamiDay.org slash Miami Rescue Mission or look us up in the find box there. Uh, last year, they raised over $10 million. I don't know how well they're going to do this year. I think they're setting their sights for about $12 million. Uh, it's getting bigger and better every single year. And with even within the own charities uh, sites on the GiveMiamiDay.org site, uh, there's subdivisions. And so there's challenge pages that are being put up also. So if you have a certain uh, you have a friend that wants to be able to give to your charity. You can also make up your own page there. So go to GiveMiamiDay.org. You can go right now. You can't make a donation. And if you have a favorite charity, something that you want to promote, uh, you can also help promote that and then do it on your social media. Uh, we're hoping to have a lot of campaign time that day. We were looking to raise additional funds for our holiday season. And yet at the same time, you can still just go to our website at caringplace.org slash thanksgiving that's caringplace.org slash thanksgiving rather uh, to make a generous donation two dollars and ten cents is one meal so for twenty one dollars you can provide ten meals and let me tell you right now uh, we're still going to go ahead and serve uh, over twenty five hundred meals on thanksgiving day normally we would close down the street we'd have to make it a big block party we'd have four or five hundred volunteers on site uh, this year, we're not going to do that. We will have volunteers. Uh, everyone will be pre-screened. We'll be having the temperature checks, the gloves, the sanitizers, the masks, the social distancing. We're going to do things differently, but we are going to give out boxes of food, complete Thanksgiving dinners. And then on Thanksgiving Day, we're going to give out meals. I'll have people sit six feet away. And as people are lined up, we'll have people out there making sure they have their social distancing. And this is not only for the homeless and needy in our communities. It's also for those that are in our surrounding facilities that are just need a special blessing for Thanksgiving. And I, we don't know how that's going to be during our back to school bash. I think we did close to 800 families um, be able to give book bags and food boxes and clothing to and so that might be much, much more right now. When I say 800 families, that's like a woman and three children or a, a family of five. So we did quite a lot in the beginning of the school year. And we're going to do the same type of situation, same type of plan when we have our Thanksgiving. So we won't have it blocked off. The streets won't be blocked off. We won't be having hundreds of people crowding together. But we do want to let the community, we want the homeless to know they're not forgotten, that people still care about them and that they have a brighter future. We are opening up our doors a little bit more than we did back in the past three months. We have learned a lot. 
like so many others. And so we are bringing people in, but they do have to be medically cleared and have a negative test. And that takes a couple days sometimes. So we're going to continue going forward for our Christmas. We're going to have our great Christmas toy drive. Uh, that's on our website as well, caringplace.org. Uh, we're going to give them out to our children. Last year, I think we did over 6,000 toys uh, for the families. And so we have a lot going on. We're grateful. We're thanking the Lord for his providence and for his provision. We're not there financially. Uh, I don't want to be a, this be a show of being begging, but you can make a big difference. And if you can't give financially, you can be a part of our Pack the Pantry food drive. Uh, go to our website at caringplace.org slash pantry. And there's some paper bags we'll send out to you. It tells you what to put inside of it. We also this year are accepting frozen turkeys and hams and pies so we can give them out to our neighbors and our neighborhoods. And uh, we'll either come by and pick the larger donations up. If you have boxes of them, you want to get some flyers at your business or place of worship and put that up. Or we'd like you to come by uh, one of our many locations and drop off those items. It is going to be a busy season. We're praying that... Our country is is going to go through a process of healing. There's a lot of upheaval. As we are speaking this morning, uh, there's still contention going on back and forth. I don't know where you're, where you fall, which camp you fall in, but we fall in the camp of just helping and serving people. And that's what's so great about this great ministry is that we do look uh, past people's backgrounds. We look past their ethnicity. We look past any division. We want to unify people to be, help them become successful in life. Our community is such a great part in that. So blessings to everyone that's given a dime or done a food drive or come out and volunteered. Well, we've got a great program today. So stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD or more Mission Possible. Well, it's that part of the program we talk to community leaders who are making a difference. And wow, do I have a community leader today that is part of a team that is making a difference. I have Matthew Beatty. He is with us, and he is the Senior Director of Communications with the Miami Foundation. And Matthew, you want to talk about Give Miami Day annually every year. Uh, the Miami Foundation uh, supports this. Please tell us what it's all about and how everybody in the community can get involved. I sure will. Well, well, Marilyn, I'm going to take you everywhere with me to introduce me because I have never been brought on with that much energy and excitement. So thank you. Thank well, this you so is going to be an energetic day that's coming up uh, this uh, coming Thursday. So I'm excited about it. Oh, yes. It is our biggest annual giving event in South Florida. And we are so excited that Give Miami Day once again will be held on the Thursday before Thanksgiving, November 19th. And on that day, anyone who lives in this community and cares about making it better can go to GiveMiamiDay.org and support one of over 900 organizations that have registered to participate this wow. year. Wow, is that what it's up to, 900? I mean, where when you all started, where, what, what was the beginning number? Because that is astronomical. 
if you can believe we started Give Miami Day back in 2012 with around 300 registered organizations. Mm. And that year we raised about $1.2 million in Maryland. We thought that was all the money in the world. Yes. We, we thought that was that underscored how generous Miami was and, and what we could accomplish when we all worked together. Now cut to 2019, we raised 14 point. <gasps> Four million dollars last year. Oh my, that that's just it's almost unbelievable. It's miraculous. It's, in, it's incredible. It's incredible that this campaign over these last eight years has now raised over sixty-one million dollars for hundreds of nonprofits. But more than the money, it has mobilized people. And it has allowed each individual in this community to really step up and be a champion for that cause that they care about. Because on that day, they can go to givemyday.org, find an organization that's working on a cause that they care about, and make an investment, make a charitable donation that then can advance that cause and ensure that we're all taking care of these organizations that are taking care of us in this community. Well, that, it's incredible to think that we have 900 nonprofit organizations in our own backyard. Yeah, you know, and most people don't even uh, realize that we have that many. But in reality, they're the ones stepping up on behalf of this community every single day. You know, we know in this pandemic over these last number of months with the shutdowns and all of the tragic loss of life, you know, we have really experienced an unprecedented challenge in, in Miami-Dade. And yet at every step, at every turn, it's these organizations that are doing the hard work. They're the ones that are ensuring that children are staying engaged and that they're learning even in this virtual environment. They're making sure that families stay fed. They're trying to connect those who have lost their job to new employment opportunities. You know, they're, they're the ones that are ensuring that we're making it through this pandemic. And so on this day, it's our one chance to really rally together and invest back into them because, again, they have worked so, so hard for us across all of 2020. Now, if they want to give and they want to give to the nonprofit that they care about, when they go to GiveMiamiDay.org, how do they find that nonprofit organization? Sure. So it'll be super easy. Right there at the top is a bar that just says, uh, is an item that says find a nonprofit. When you click on that item, you'll see a drop down menu that allows you to find organizations categorized into issue areas. So, for example, we know that there will be a faith-based uh, category of organizations. We know that there'll be a social and community support category of organizations. We know there's an environment and, and social resilience um, category as well. So point being is that even if you're not quite sure what organization to support, mm -hmm. if you just know what you want to be a champion for, mm -hmm. you can search for that issue, search for that topic, and then it will the site will then deliver all these great organizations that you can learn about and read through and then ultimately make a decision about who you want to donate to. And if you know the name of the organization, then can you also type that in? Absolutely. You can just type in quote, Miami Rescue Mission, if there you want. You go. But yes, you can just type in the name of the organization yes. and it also will uh, will deliver their profile and enable you to make a gift. That's wonderful. Now, last year, you all started something called the Champion Pages, and I know I fell in love with them. How does that work uh, within each organization? How do they, why should they use a Champion Page and uh, why does it work? 
Sure. Well, there's uh, before I talk about champion pages, there's actually a couple of new features mm -hmm. that we're adding this year that are that champion pages actually help promote. So one big addition this year are power hours. And and those are just periods of time throughout the day when we are going to be spotlighting particular categories of organizations and giving an extra boost and extra energy to their social media campaigns. So, for example, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., that will be our health and wellness power hour. Um, and during that time, we'll be talking about organizations that are supporting the health and wellness causes um, that are so important to Miami-Dade residents across the community. Um, but during those hours, champion pages can be created by folks who want to raise money for organizations in that category. And so that's a really great way for folks who care about an issue to get other people who care about that issue to then give. So it's essentially just a personalized fundraising uh, fundraising page that is right there on GiveMiamiDay.org. You can write, you can build it out with mm -hmm. images and mm -hmm. language about why you're promoting that organization and why you're supporting them and why you're encouraging others to do the same. And then you can share that link with your network and post it on Facebook and share it on Twitter and, and share it via text message and really get the word out. Uh, to folks um, around you so that everyone can support that issue just as you are a champion for it as well. Yeah, I can actually testify that it does work. Um, not only last year, but I know this year we're also going to be using it here at the Miami Rescue Mission because we have different focuses within um, the mission. Uh, we help women, you know, coming out of domestic violence, and then we have safe and affordable housing, and we have Thanksgiving meals. So we have categorized all those things into champion pages so people can uh, support a cause within a cause, and I know that works. And people also can even, like, put their last name on there you know I, I've, I've seen people do that where they go give miamiday.org slash and then their last name smith or you know it, it probably mm -hmm. wouldn't be just smith it, that'd be too many smiths but um mm -hmm. it has to be unique uh, but then they can send that out to all their friends and say, would you support uh, the cause that I, you know, I'm all for today? And then within that page, they actually write a summary of what, what they're supporting. They could even upload their own picture or a picture of, of the cause or something else. They can even upload a little video. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it, it is pretty amazing, uh, what they can do. Yeah, it makes it super, super easy to, again, get get folks to understand why it's so important to support that issue. You know, last year we had over 600 people create uh, champion pages and those pages raised over half a million dollars. And so we know that, that these works. pages are critical, mm -hmm. critical to the nonprofits um, who are who are participating on this day. And even the folks that we worked with to manage the GiveMiamiDay.org platform, they were blown away by how many people across Miami-Dade created them because in other communities around the country, they had never seen so mm. many people so quickly take to the idea of champion pages and leverage them to make sure that these nonprofits are successful on this day. So it's a testament to you know you all at Miami Rescue Mission and all the other organizations 
who help their donors understand how important it is for them to personally take ownership of why they want to support that organization. Well, you know, you said something off air that I'm just going to reiterate. Um, sometimes people say to me, well, why would you put on your radio show supporting all other nonprofit organizations? But see, I do really do believe and live and breathe that uh, we are in this um, together in everything that we do for our community. And it takes a, you know, more than the village it takes you know the all those people that are boots on the ground uh to Mm -hmm. help put everything together and you said something you know it's an old saying but um when the tide rises you know all boats rise you know so we want uh to see miami-dade county really uh go all out uh to help during this time and i know everybody has suffered in some way uh during this year and, yes. Or you know someone, or it's very close to home. So thank you, Matthew Beatty. November 19th, Thursday, that is Give Miami Day. Go to GiveMiamiDay.org. Find your organization. And thank you, Matthew, for sharing your heart today. Thank you, Marilyn. I am so privileged to be with you as always, and we are so grateful for your efforts in getting the word out about Get Miami Day and all that you all do to help people in Miami Day. Thank you. Amen. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. I have on the line with us on the phone, uh, we have Elisa Chong. She is a young volunteer. Uh, for the Miami Rescue Mission, for the Miami Center. Uh, Welcome to the show, Elisa. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, Elisa, I'm so inspired by you. I love, love, love young adults like you that get involved with the community, that find creative ways of helping. So we are going through a pandemic, right? No, no secret here. Everybody yeah. knows what we're going through. And obviously, we, we, you know, we don't have as many volunteer opportunities as we used to before the pandemic. But here you are. You wanted to volunteer. You wanted to give back. What did you do? Okay, well, um, over quarantine, I realized that there's not much to do to help the community. And one of the things I had learned to do in school was sew. So I realized that instead of just being bored at home, I could help the community and help the less fortunate by sewing masks. So I started sewing the masks and um, I wrote on the masks, like encouraging notes to just like keep smiles on people's faces and give them hope for an end to the pandemic hopefully and yeah and then I bought um different items to create um and prepare hygiene kits also yes yes you did and and let me tell you I I didn't get to see the mask in in person because you know they were giving away to our residents and and homeless guests right away um because you know we love those handmade masks and I didn't see them, but I saw a picture and there's, they were so beautiful. So thank you oh, so thank much. You. Thank you so yeah, much I for taking the time. Uh, they were beautiful. They were beautiful colors. I can only imagine the smiles, you know, I mean, I know any mask is going to protect you, right? But when it's something mm-hmm. handmade that you know that someone did with so much love for the community, uh, again, you inspired me. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. And, and you're keeping you them know. safe, right? I mean, 
yeah you found a way to help you're keeping people safe and because it's so important everybody's got to be wearing a mask you know we all have yeah. to be responsible now you told me off the air that you actually go to a very special church that we love here because they're amazing what church do you go to yeah i go to church of the little flower so I'm going to take a moment uh, to big shout out to everyone that attends the Church of the Little Flower because they're such great supporters of the mission. So and, and did they know that you did the mask? <laughs> um, they don't know. Um, they'll probably find out. But <laughs> yeah, they'll probably be very happy. They would be very happy because you know what? Yeah. Again, they're such a, they're so active in the community. They do so much uh, for those in need in our community. Uh, so they'll be happy that, that someone so young as Elisa who came out of, you know, goes to Church of the Little Flower and you did the masks and, and you're in high school now. Yes. Yes. I'm a junior in high school. Awesome. And how is that going now during the pandemic? Um, pretty good. I miss my friends and stuff where, um, they're going to, tell us soon if we're going to be able to go back to school or not but hopefully we can go back right and in the meantime you're doing it online yes i'm doing it online listen i i want you to please please share with all your friends i mean what you did uh because it's so yes, important yes. to be creative to find creative ways of helping others and and for those that are listening if you are like uh, like elisa maybe you know how to sew maybe you want to do handmade masks uh get in touch yeah, whatever with us. Your, whatever their talent is they just find what they like to do and help the community with it. And you didn't stop there. You also did the hygiene items, right? Yes. Yeah. Because you do masks. Why not hygiene items? They go hand in hand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we thank you so much. We have beautiful pictures. Uh, I, I did actually... Uh, I'm going to include you in our volunteers newsletter. Uh, again, you're very inspiring uh, to me because you're very young. You learn how to sew and, and you wanted to put that talent to work by helping others. So, Elisa, we need more Elisas in our community. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, we wish you much success in going back to school. Hopefully you're able to go back to your campus right away and um, continue the great work that you're doing in the community. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. I'm Marilyn Brummett, and we are at that part of the program where we get to talk to someone who has a life-changing story. And today I'm with Brenda, and uh, she is going to tell a little bit of her story. Brenda, thank you so much for being with us on the program today. Thank you for having me. Well, Brenda, let's uh, go back in time, and let's... Uh, Start your story where you felt that you were going into hurt, despair, whatever was happening. Well, it happened a couple of years ago where I was dealing with a domestic violence with the father of my kids. Um, I actually got to finish my high school diploma, so that was a plus. But I didn't have a job. I didn't have nobody to watch my kids. So. And how old are your children? My daughter is seven and my son is six. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's difficult because they want to know everything that's going on. They want to be right next to you and asking for their father and, you know, having a restraining order and not being able to get help from him. Also, it's difficult. You know, it's overwhelming. It's stressful. Now, the domestic violence, did it go on for a length of time or was it just like all of a sudden something happened? No, it was there for a while. Um, I try to, you know, do everything I could to you know make him better but obviously he needs to do that with himself 
So I learned it kind of the hard way. Um, I got to the point where I was couch surfing, um, family members. With the children? Yeah. Wow. So it was difficult. Um, I was with my mom, then with a cousin, then with a friend of mine. So, yeah, it was difficult. Um, I at least got some jobs, got some money saved. But, you know, there's times where everybody has that financial state where they cannot have three extra people. So it got to the point where um, the domestic violence, we got it resolved and the restraining order got dropped. Well, not dropped, but um, it discontinued. So I asked him for help. He's actually helping me now. The kids are currently with him. Mm. And I came here just to give myself... Um, not to the Broward Outreach Center. To the Broward Outreach Center. Now, how Correct. did you find the Broward Outreach Centers? Um, well, they sent me to a battered woman shelter, but it was currently maxed out. There's too many people there. So this was the next step. So... This is a wonderful place. They help you a lot. Um, they give you a lot of benefits, resources, um, motivation. You have um, wonderful therapists here, um, nurse. You know, you even have classes, um, computer lab, mm. TV. You have holidays that you get to celebrate. Um, but it was a difficult time for me because um, I'm very emotional and sensitive. So I take everything in and hold it in. Um, I learned how to let stuff go and just not go with the flow, but go with the plan that God has for you. Wow. So, yeah, it's very good to be here because they give you a stage where, you know, it gets you reflecting on things that could have been handled or changed in the past. So just taking step by step and uplifting others as well while I'm in here because mm-hmm. um, I'm not just in here for myself. You know, there's a lot of women that suffer from domestic violence yes. and they need the motivation to get up and live for themselves. Not- yeah, unfortunately, and we've done our own research um, investigation as to how our women come to us. And every time we do the research, we find out that over 85% of our women that come to us are coming directly out of some type of abuse, domestic violence, or other type of abuse uh, that they're experiencing. So it is a is sad uh, to know that, that that's happening to our women and to our children that are out there. Well, I know there's more that you want to share in your story and in your journey and uh, going into that hopeful stage of uh, getting the family back together again. So I'm going to ask the listening audience, don't turn that dial. We're going to be back in just a moment with more of Brenda's story. Well, we're back with Brenda, and she is telling her story. She's in the midst of telling that she's come to the Broward Outreach Center. She's come out of domestic violence. She understands uh, the hurt and the pain from that. Brenda, what is different, and how, what are you learning here at the Broward Outreach Centers that are going to help you for your future? Well, the, the ladies are not alone. They have a helping hand. They have um, any help and benefits and resources from this. Um, It's hard to, you know, take an abuse from somebody you love, care for, helped out. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of women um, are scared and they don't want to come forward. But 
the best thing to do is to come forward. And and what was that for you? Let's just maybe talk about that a minute because what is the deciding factor that finally helps you say, I've got to say something? Um, well, feeling helpless, useless. Um, I know I'm a lot better than that. So for me to go through that is just heartbreaking. And Now, was the abuse more mental or more physical or both? It was both. It was both mentally, physically, even emotionally. Um, I couldn't say anything. Um, I couldn't place my opinion in anything. So it was difficult. You know, I had to go around it and curve him in whatever he felt and how he wanted to live. And there's certain things that everybody disagrees on. Is there... Because there are women that are listening to this. There are young women that are listening to this. They have boyfriends, and they think the you know the moon sets on the sun sets on that boyfriend. Was there any? Um, if you look back in time, do you see? Was there indicators that you could share with someone else to beware of red flags? Um, I would say the controlling. Um, when they would talk down. Um. I would say just them being negative because all around you want somebody that's positive and somebody that supports you, not somebody that's going to throw you to the dirt, basically. So why be with a person at all? That what, is, what, what do you think the, the attraction is for a young lady that she wants to stay with someone who might be like that? Maybe she has abandonment issues. Um, she probably lost somebody in her life young. And she felt like at the moment he was good and felt that she can change the person. Mm. The person doesn't change within you. They change within themselves. And I learned it the hard way. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I That was deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So people don't really change unless they decide they want to change and yeah. you're not going to change them. It's not that they, you can't change them. Because you can motivate somebody to get changed. But um, if they don't want it, they're not going to do it. They're not going to, hey, yeah, I'm going to just change because, you know, I love you. No. They, if they really, really, really care and they have a heart, they will change. And so um, as you've been at the centers, uh, just how has that helped you to go forward for a brighter future? I mean, they help a lot with domestic violence. They give you pointers. They give you um, research. They give you um, motivation. They give you time, one-on-one -on -one sessions, um, just to let out any any anger, grudges, regret, anything that you're holding in. Um, they help you feel like you're at home, and they help you feel like you're really cared for and loved. You're not alone. You know, you have hope, you have faith, you can keep going. Wow. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I'm going to ask the listening audience uh, to pray for Brenda. Pray for Brenda. If you're a prayer warrior, um, please pray for her. And pray for all the other men, women, and children as they come into our centers. Uh, many feeling hopeless and lost and thinking maybe there is no future left for me. But there is always hope. Right, Brenda? Yep. 
There no is. matter where you are, <laughs> yeah. there is a brighter future. And, and you said off air you want to be a pastry chef, so I think that is amazing. <laughs> we encourage you to go on and go to that brighter future. I know you're going to um, have your children with you, and uh, you are going to leave a legacy in your children that won't continue what you, what you have gone through. God bless you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. Well, what a great testimony from Brenda. And that's what uh, what we do every day is all about, is we're here to help people change their lives. You know, we're serving thousands of people every single year, tens of thousands, really. But it always comes down to what is that one person? What happened in that one person's life? And I am so grateful. Uh, I've been here 30 years. I'm so grateful to know that thousands and thousands of men, women, and children's lives, their destinies have been changed uh, they have moved from hopelessness to triumph and become very successful in life. We're going to pray the same thing for Brenda as she goes forth on her new life. You know, we can't do all that we do without you. And I mentioned earlier in the program that this Thursday is Give Miami Day. Now, this is sponsored by the Miami Foundation. It's You can go to givemiamiday.org to find out more. Uh, we're listed, but there's going to be hundreds of of charities. And so I would encourage listeners this morning, maybe you don't really give to the Miami Rescue Mission or to the Broward Outreach Centers, but maybe there's something that you would like to really help. And you can do that. You can find out by going to givemiamiday.org. We had Matthew on the program explaining a little bit more about it and what the goals are and how this is all put together. It's just a one voice, one day, you know, our community cares about the less fortunate and there's so many great organizations out there. That's why this program is called the Good News Program. You know, um, there is competition in the nonprofit world for, for resources, for finances, and for personnel and volunteers. But as a Christian organization, we just like the idea that there are people that care about others. And that's why we like, we'll have other people on other organizations that would technically be considered competitors of ours on our program because we want their message to be heard as, as well. And so to this Thursday, give miamiday.org. When you go there, you can find us or just put in slash Miami Rescue Mission. Uh, there's also sub pages. They're called challenge pages that you'll find out about. And maybe you'd want to create a challenge page for us. So go to give miamiday.org. Or go uh, give us a call at 305-571-2273 and find out how you can make your own page, get your friends, your social following uh, to help the homeless and the needy, especially during this part of the year. You know, normally in Thanksgiving, which is just a couple weeks away, we have a giant block party where we close down the streets in Miami and in Broward. And we will host a, a sit-down meal with four or 500 volunteers, bands to play music and activities. Uh, but we can't do that this year because of the COVID, of the coronavirus. But we are still committed to helping the homeless and to serve uh, about 2,000, maybe 2,500 people on one day, on Thanksgiving Day. The days leading up to that, we are also going to be giving away complete food boxes filled with Thanksgiving from the turkey down to the to the dessert. And for our drive this year, our pack the pantry drive, uh, we are we are accepting uh, non-perishable items, but we also would like to have frozen turkeys, hams, and pies. You can find out more about that. That's an easy way to get involved. To go to caringplace.org/pantry. Let us know how many bags you can use or if you like some flyers to put on some big boxes for your place of business or place of worship or your school. 
Uh, you can drop them off at any one of our convenient locations or for the bigger ones, if you do something that's just tremendously large, we'll come out and pick that up also uh, and give you a smile and a handshake and not a hug. And we'll have to make sure we do it with uh, with gloves on, I guess. But that's uh, a way that many people can help us. You know, you go to your supermarket and you look for the BOGOs, buy one, get one free. Another way is to help us is to go to caringplace.org slash thanksgiving. Uh, for $21, you can provide 10 meals or $2.10, you can provide one meal. And I've been here long enough to know that hope really does begin with a meal in many people's lives. They come to us broken. They come to us hungry. They come to us sometimes with rags on. And they're looking for someone to say, uh, not only to encourage them, but to also to hand them a meal and say and tell them that they, their life can be different. Well, God bless you. Remember this Thursday, give MiamiDay.org and uh, tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.